is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, systemsurselfcare.com, where I teach you to consistently take daily action so you can feel happier, healthier, and more confident. Today's Friday, Running Recap Friday. Let's go back to last Saturday. So I've been doing my free 5Ks with Kara, which is Chicago Area Runners Association. I love them. It's so great to be outside and be running with humans. Like, oh, it feels so great. Um, This past week, uh, I mean, weather has just been kind of crazy all over the United States. Um, Sad seeing the fluctuations and just knowing what's happening in our world. But the weather has been kind of crazy. A lot of storms, um, a lot of raining, rain, flooding. Um, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. So Saturday, actually Friday night, we went to bed and my husband's like, that that race is not going to happen tomorrow. It's, you just know it's not going to happen. I was like, I know, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. And we're like looking at the radar, wake up at 6 a.m. on Saturday, looking at the radar. You're right. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, and it felt like a little kid um, when you're like waiting for the news channel to update to tell you that school was going to be canceled. I was like, this is so silly. I'm volunteering and going to this um, willfully uh, that I'm, it's silly that I'm sitting here waiting for it to be canceled. But anyways, it did not get canceled. So I made my way to the race um, on the South side of Chicago. And um, I would say though, like even the drive there, I was like, it's probably going to get canceled. It's probably, we're going to like set everything up. And then like a minute before the race, it'll thunder and it'll get canceled. Uh, Surprise, surprise. It did not. So I got there and I was wearing um, just like sandals because I was like, well, I don't want to get my new running shoes dirty and gross and wet. And I had a poncho and I was just like waiting, waiting for terrain got everyone checked in, signed in, wrote bibs for people, you know, cool. All right. I guess this race is starting. I guess it's starting. I still didn't even have my running shoes on. I'm still like writing bibs for people. And like, man, I probably should have put my running shoes on. So about 10 minutes into the race, I walk over to my car and get my running shoes and start the race late. And then that little voice in my head is like, well, you've already started late just do the one mile, don't run the whole 5k. And then I was like, well, that's so silly. It's so silly to show up and be here for this long and only do the one mile. So I was like, nope, you're going to do the 5k. You're going to do the full 5k. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that it's going to be slow. And also because, um, because of this, this rain in the air, the humidity, um, it was so humid. It was so muggy. It was so gross. So even though it did not rain, it was like, I was so sweaty. It felt like it had rained. I was just drenched in sweat. I sweat a lot. (laughs) I sweat a lot under normal circumstances. Uh, this was very wet. So finished the 5k. I don't know what my time was. Um, but it was, it was fine. It was decent again. Um, just showing up and doing the thing and being present and at consistently taking daily action. That is the goal. And whatever happens with the race times, great, wonderful. Um, my career, like the way I make money is not dependent on my race time. So uh, that's not something that I'm going to stress about. But anyways, finish the race. We get everything cleaned up um, and I'm on my way home. And I, uh, so I missed the turn to get onto the highway and, um, it was probably a good thing that that happened. And so I had to take the rest of the streets, uh, the rest of the way home. And then it starts pouring just like a downpour to the point that 
like I couldn't see, I couldn't see anything. So I had to pull over a couple of times on the way home because it was just, I couldn't see anything. And then it would clear up a little bit and I would drive and then it would be really hard to see. And I would have to pull over. So I was like, thank goodness that I missed that turn getting onto the highway because that would have been so scary trying to like pull over and just feel really nervous being on there. So it was crazy coming home. And I mean, we lucked out in that it didn't rain during the race and it just was after. Um, And yeah, but it was, and then it kind of like rained on and off the rest of the day, but it was that good reminder of why it's really important to go uh, go run and go move your body whenever you can because you don't know what's going to happen with the weather. You don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day and if it's going to, you know, be crappy or or if it's going to like just be kind of gross out and you're just going to want to take a nap the rest of the day. So I, I'm a big fan of morning movement and having that set like Saturdays. It is just set, even though there's that little voice, that voice is always there for me. Like, ah, don't go, don't bother. Um, not listening to that voice and going and doing the thing anyway, showing up consistently. So that was Saturday. Sunday, we've had, we've created this really wonderful habit um, of riding our bikes on Sunday, whether that is driving somewhere with our bikes or just riding to different things. I think the past two weekends, we've actually gone to like a farmer's market and, parked our bikes and walked around and again, being with people and it's just so wonderful. Um, so that's Sunday, Monday, don't do much Tuesday back to running. Um, 20 minutes is the minimum. It's been ending up. It's, uh, about 30 or 35 minutes that I've been doing. So that was Tuesday and that was Wednesday. And then Thursday, um, I usually run with my run group in the evening. Um, and then I wasn't able to do that. We had to go to a wake for um, my great aunt, my grandmother's sister. So I wasn't able to run with the run group. But when we got home from the wake, it was just like, I don't know. I just felt kind of a little tense, a little anxious, a little, I don't know. And I was like, Paul, I don't want to be sitting in front of the television. I don't want to be on my phone right now. Like, do you, do you want to go with me? I want to go for a run. And he can't run long distances, but what we did was we went out and I set um, the timer on my watch. So I would run for a minute. And so I would basically run up for 40 seconds and then run back and get to him and then walk for a minute with him and then repeat that. So we did that for probably about 25 minutes um, longer than that because it it ended up being like a, a mile and a half of that. So that was a really nice thing. Usually we go to a class in the evening, so we're not usually out for an evening walk, but it just felt nice to not be sitting in front of a television, to not be on our technology, to be out in our neighborhood, to do something like with this nervous energy, this anxiety, this just like uneasy feeling to go and do something like move through the stress, move through those uncomfortable feelings instead of um, sitting and numbing and scrolling and feeling exhausted from that. So that's a really wonderful thing um, that we did. And I think, you know, when we lived in Atlanta, we did used to do a lot more evening walks with the pups, used to be able to walk further. And um, we used to do that. So it, it was nice to have that. It was nice to be together and do that. And then today's Friday, no running on Friday. It is a rest day um, we just go for our morning walk and I do not run. Um, and then tomorrow will be Saturday again, right back to another 5k. Um, I have a friend that's coming to tomorrow's race. So that'll be really fun to be out there moving our bodies, 
um, together. I used to be really nervous about running with people because like, oh my gosh, like, you know, am I going to be fast enough? Am I going to be able to keep up with them? And what I do now, um, I let go of that. And I also kind of like talk to the person like, hey, like we're running together, right? Like we're going to kind of keep the same pace. So we're not racing. We're like there to have conversation together. Um, So whatever that person's pace is and whatever I'm I'm at, like it'll average each other out. We'll meet each other where each other are at. And it's supposed to be a fun event, not a competitive or, you know, an event to put yourself down. I think that that's something that we – tend to do when it comes to running. Um, I know running attracts a lot of type A people who don't know how and who don't know how to just like keep it, you know, keep it cool. Um, I'm not that, but I think that a lot of people, we can turn hobbies into a stressful event, but it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be stressful. It can just be a hobby. It can just be a fun thing. You can just be a B minus or C plus student when you're doing it. You don't have to be the A plus 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 person. That's so it's okay. So that will be my weekend. That is our Friday's running recap. Um, yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. Um, we just got started with summer consistency camp. It is closed. You can't enroll in it, but I want to tell you a little bit about some of the work that we've been doing. I'm so proud of this. It's taken even just in like how how I coach and what I coach on, it has evolved tremendously over the last however long I've been doing this, five years. Um, it's it's evolved. And I'm really proud of the work that I'm doing because it is when I think about this question, would I want this for an eight-year-old? Would I want this for a younger female? It's like if what I'm doing now, a hundred percent. What I was doing maybe six years ago, not really. That this kind of like desperate energy, really sad perfectionist, I wouldn't want that. But when I think about this now, I'm looking at um, my little chart that I made for the video for summer consistency camp, and it's like, um, go for a ten-minute morning walk. Would I want that for an eight-year-old? Of course. Um, have a five pea salad at lunch. Would I want that for an eight-year-old? Yeah, I'd want, if I had kids, I'd want my eight-year-old eating vegetables at their lunch. I would want them eating real food and not Uncrustables, not Lunchables, not Pizza Pockets. I would want my eight-year-old eating real food. Um, And if we had a garden and we were growing our own food, that would be even better. But I would want my young female in my life eating real, real food, not just processed crap. And I would want her to have a good relationship with eating vegetables, that this isn't what we do when we're on a diet. We don't just starve ourselves and eat iceberg lettuce with lemon juice. We eat like really nutritionally dense meals that help fuel us. They energize us, right? And they keep our bodies strong, not skinny, strong. Yeah. So anyways, that's something I'm really proud of. Um, that's a really solid habit that you can have for yourself now or when you are eight or when you're 88. Um, another thing, uh, go for a 20 minute bike ride, um, or walk after dinner. Would I want that for an eight-year-old? A hundred percent. Some of my best memories of being a little kid are going for evening bike rides with my parents. My dad used to be really big on biking and that was like a fun thing, riding in the neighborhood with my dad. Yeah, that's a really great one. So those were some of my examples of habits that you can you can consistently take daily action with. Some of the habits that clients have come up with are 30 minutes of cardio in the morning. So whether, whether that is walking or running, doing something with their body in the morning. I love that habit. Um, five minutes of lifting. So we decided on this one because um, it's an easy habit to habit stack. 
with the 30 minutes. If you're doing 30 minutes, you can add, you can easily add five minutes of weights. Great. I'm going to do squats for, um, I'm going to do squats with weights or body weight squats. I'm going to, you know, uh, do push-ups or I'm going to do bicep curls or I'm going to do tricep dips or tricep kickbacks. Like they're different. Like it doesn't have to be this complicated plan. You can literally just set a timer for five minutes and do some sort of strength component to have it stack onto there. Now you can also go to a class later in the day. That's totally fine. But having this, these five minutes, I'm always going to do five minutes. That's going to stay with you. So even when you're on vacation, that's something you can stick with. You won't be able, you won't be able to go to a class when you're on vacation. Um, some other habits that clients have come up with are having a single glass of wine and dessert, like snack plate at the end of the night. So instead of going back constantly like, oh, I want these chips and I want these candies and I want these cookies, making a single plate, putting it on a plate, right? Uh, The fifth P, plate it, Uh, having a single glass of wine, nothing wrong with that. And then leaving the kitchen, leaving the environment and um, eating your food and enjoying it. And then that's it like, cool, this is it. I need to set up boundaries. It's like, cool, I'm going to watch one one uh, hour of television and then I need to cut it off. doesn't matter that you want to continue on. You have to be that parent for yourself and be like, nope, this is what's going to help me feel good, not gross. I need to cut it off. I need to set up those boundaries because uh, food companies are not going to do it for you. Neither is Netflix. Netflix is not going to set up those boundaries for you. Netflix is going to encourage you to keep watching and keep consuming. Same same thing with food companies. So you have to be the one that does it because they're not taking care of you. You have to take care of yourself. Some other habits that clients have come up with, um, a 20-minute walk in the morning before starting work and then a 20-minute walk right after work. So closing the computer, great, putting shoes on and going out the door. Not going to the dishes, not going to tend to the dog or anything, but like getting out the door first thing. So again, these we're coming up with habits that you can actually be consistent with now during summer and beyond. So some of the things that I said um, – for clients to not pick, so in the welcome video is like, here's how to pick habits you can be consistent with. Don't pick habits like this. Um, I'm going to cut out all sugar. Great. Are you actually going to be able to consistently take daily action on that? Like for 30 days, you can do that for a whole 30. But what happens when the 30 days are over? You go back to eating all of the things. You go back to eating all of the sugar because now the rules aren't there anymore, right? So don't do things for 30 days. Build habits that you can actually be consistent with, right? So one person might try to cut out sugar for 30 days. Great. On day 31, they're eating all of the sugar. Another person might say, hey, I'm going to build a habit where I'm having two cookies and some pretzels and a glass of wine. They're actually going to be able to stick with that habit. That habit is something they can do uh, for 30 days and beyond, right? Um, Something else I said to not do this, (laughs) don't pick this habit, and that would be eat 1,800 calories max. You know, people like tracking on my fitness pal. If you are a data nerd, great. It's fun to see those numbers. But is that something you're actually going to be able to be consistent with? Like, think about that. When you go on vacation, (laughs) when you go to your parents' house, when you go to a 4th of July barbecue, you don't know how many calories are in those foods. You don't know. There's no way that you are going to be able to be consistent with this beyond, you know, a couple of weeks. Let's think lifetime, right? What are you actually going to be able to do for your lifetime? So I tell people, make sure that your habits are simple, specific, and sustainable. Tracking on my fitness pals is it's not sustainable. It's just not. 
There's a time that I did it. There's a time that I did it. And guess what? It is not sustainable because the second you go somewhere and you don't know how many calories are in the thing, you're like, well, shoot, now what? Right? It's not sustainable. Um, Another thing, oh, go to a workout class two to three times a week. Again, that's cool. That's fun, but it's it's not specific. It's simple. It's sustainable, sure, but it's not specific. We can make it more specific by saying, I always, um, like with my running thing, I run three times a week. It is specific. I run on Tuesdays, I run on Wednesdays, and I run on Thursdays, right? It's very specific when I do that. So when it comes to those classes, yeah, people are like, oh, two to three times a week, they, they try to give themselves some wiggle room so that if it doesn't happen, they don't feel bad. And that's nice, but it's really easy to be permissive and push it off to the end of the week. I see this all the time. We think, we think magically on Friday or Saturday, we're going to want to go do this thing. Um, like, so if, if you are supposed to work out two to three times a week and it doesn't happen Monday, oh, okay, that's okay. I'll do it the next day. Oh, that's okay. I'll do it the next day. And guess what? You get to the end of the week and it hasn't happened. So the better thing to do is be really specific about it. I am going to go for a walk or I'm going to move my body for 20 minutes a day, every day. But what happens within that is going to change on Mondays. It's a walk. On Tuesdays, I'll lift weights for 20 minutes. On Wednesdays, I'll go for a walk. On Thursdays, I'll lift weights for 20 minutes. On Friday, you know, be very specific. Um, I get it. I get why people don't want to be specific because they want to give themselves that wiggle room so that if it doesn't happen. But again, um, coming into something saying like, oh, well, if it doesn't happen, that leads you to being permissive that it it's okay if it doesn't happen. But when you're working on a goal, when you want something, you do need boundaries and structure up. Otherwise, it, it doesn't get accomplished. Um, this is on the diet triangle. I talk about, so the top right quadrant, you can go onto my Instagram. I have a post up there right now where I show the diet triangle, and you can use this for exercise as well. So the top right quadrant is authoritative, where control is high right? My control, how I, when I get my running done, it's the, the control is high. Here are the days, but warmth is high as well. Um, and when you are in that quadrant, when it comes to your decisions and your habits and whatever, and what you're doing and your actions, you're going to achieve your goal. But when you are in the bottom right quadrant where control is low, warmth is high, that's kind of that like, oh, you know, I'll work out two to three times a week. And if it doesn't happen, it's okay. That's when you're in the permissive quadrant. And it's nurturing. You're kind. Yeah, that's really kind. Oh, it's okay if it doesn't happen. You're right. It doesn't make you a bad person if it doesn't happen, um, for sure. But when you're when you're working on a lifestyle, you're working on moving forward, being permissive is not going to help you achieve that goal. It's not going to help you achieve that lifestyle. You're not consistently showing up. And what I've seen is when we're permissive, we, we get back into that diet triangle or that extreme exercise triangle. You were permissive. It didn't happen. Then it becomes neglectful. And then you think you need to jump in and do something extreme. So to get out of that diet triangle, to get out of the extreme exercise triangle, you do have to show up. You do have to be specific on what days you're moving um, your body, right? But it's nurturing. It is nurturing. <laughs> like I said, this is to help you feel good, not gross. Um, I didn't get to where I am by being permissive. I'm going to say that again. I didn't get to where I'm at 
by being permissive. A lot of people, oh, you know, I'll give myself grace. That's fine, but you're not going to move forward. You're not going to feel better. Giving yourself permission to not show up for yourself, um, it it feels good for two seconds, but eventually you feel crappy and you feel shitty. Um, Again, we're talking about things like going for a walk, not doing a million burpees. We're talking about things like having a salad, you know, having a five-piece salad, not iceberg lettuce, right? So these are things that are going to move you forward in life. Um, you're not going to move forward in life if you are super permissive and don't consistently take daily action. You have to consistently take daily action to move forward. So that was a lot. That was summer consistency camp. Super excited to be working with people in this. It's closed. You can't get into it now, um, but I will have some programs opening up later this summer into the fall to work with me. You can always, though, if you want to work on uh, work with me in one-on-one coaching. It's a bigger investment than summer consistency camp, but also you're going to get more. Um, you're going to get the, those goals. You're going to accomplish the things that you want. So to work with me one-on-one, you can go to www.systemsforselfcare.com. And there is a little uh, link up there to book a coaching call with me. We'll hop on Zoom. We'll talk about where you are right now, where you want to be. And we'll come up with a customized plan to get you there. Um, Not a permissive plan. It is a customized success plan to get you to where you want to be. So again, go to systemsforselfcare.com. I will see you on Monday. Have an amazing weekend. Have an amazing 4th of July. I hope you enjoy time with family. Go out and, you know, take care of yourself. Have fun. Eat some fun foods, but take care of yourself so you get to feel good, not gross on Monday. Bye. 